Good morning, mods and modettes, pop pickers, rock ravers, soul sisters, blues brothers and jazz junkies. You're listening to the Sid Valley Radio House Band, Booker T and the MGs, with their 1962 hit and signature tune, Green Onions. And I'm Adrian, and this is the Sunday Morning Mod Slot. And so we start off on the right foot, I'd like to say, Joyeux anniversaire, Feliz Campeonos, Alles Good Jumke Birchtag, and Happy Birthday to the current Mrs. Brown. Yes, a very happy birthday to my dear wife, best friend and right arm, Caroline. The Beatles were Paul McCartney's birthday, written and recorded in one late-night session at the world-famous Abbey Road Studios on the 18th of September 1968. And here's a story for you. Everyone in the studio sang in the chorus, and incidentally, six of the hands clapping on the track belonged to Yoko Ono, Patty, Patty Harrison, Horny, Patty Boyd, and the Beatles' long-suffering roadie assistant friend Mal Evans, which does 
posed the question, wouldn't that have got the Fab Four in hot water with the Musicians' Union? Never mind. Anyway, yes, my lords, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls and family pets of all classifications, as the 60s television star David Frost would have said, hello, good morning and welcome. And a big thank you to all of you who remembered that the two hours between 9 and 11 on a Sunday morning is not the time to clean the car, take the dog for a walk, play golf, or even indulge in any other cliched Sabbath activity. It's time for you and me to spend some quality time together and listen to some quality music. And boy, what a playlist I've got for you this morning. First off, as it's the current Mrs. Brown's birthday, I'm not going to let her have a housewife's choice this week. And before you start going boo-hiss and calling me a heartless swine or something worse, that's because I've handed her the crown jewels and she'll be responsible for this week's threesome. Um, On top of that, there'll be a few tracks that will mean a lot to her and there'll be a few more of a distinct London theme to them because that's where she hails from, as indeed do I. Um, In case you hadn't guessed, that is. um, Our jazz one will be courtesy of arguably the greatest pianist of all time and we'll be listening to a bouquet of British bands that, although not as famous as the Beatles, Stones, the Who and the Kinks of this world, were nonetheless excellent outfits who made a considerable contribution to 90s, 1960s rock and pop. And that's where we're going to start today. A mod outfit, the action, were formed in 1963 in Kentish Town in North London. And by the time they disbanded in 1969, they trod the well-known path of soul pop, R&B and psychedelia. This is their 1966 cover of Motown singing group, The Marvelettes. I'll keep holding on.
Marvellous, the action with I'll Keep Holding On. Now, I hope you're sitting comfortably because I have a little story to tell you. First of all, I hope you're having a a really lovely weekend and a lovely Sunday morning. I'm certainly having a good weekend because not only did Tottenham win yesterday, our rugby union side came back from behind to call over the line against Wales in a superbly well-controlled second-half performance. And that, that Welsh team, although young, is very, very promising and full of talent. Anyway... Back in 2018, when I was embarked upon my previous stint with uh, Sid Valley Radio, that's radio for the community and by the community, uh, the current Mrs B and I were preparing Sunday lunch together and I was playing track after track, looking for material for the next week's show. Now, it's on record, Mrs Brown and I don't always see eye to eye, but one thing I will say for her is that she knows her music. Uh, so there we were, she suddenly puts her glass of absinthe down and pipes up and says, Fast Freddy's Fingertips. Now, I know what evil mind you lot have got, so I'll say straight away she was referring to a band um, that she used, used to see live in the London area back in the early 90s. So she stuck this CD on, and it was good. In fact, it was very, very good. And one track in particular, really, it completely floored me, and that's what I'm going to play in a moment. It's entitled Only Otis, and it first appeared on Fast Freddy's Fingertips 91 album, New Town Soul. Now, I thought I'd see if I could find out a little more info about the background to the song. And I, I contacted Freddie via his website and I asked the question. And he came literally within minutes, came straight back to me and said the inspiration for the song was Otis Redding's I've Been Loving You For Too Long. And went on to say that a mate lent him the album Otis Blue when he was going through a pretty difficult personal time. And he's, in Freddie's own words, Otis made me blub and the rest is history. And he finished our exchange of emails by saying, once again, thanks for the promo and on you go Sid Valley Radio. So what an absolutely top bloke. And so here we are, fast Freddie's fingertips with the utterly superb only Otis. Music 
good is that fast freddy's fingertips um with only otis the story doesn't end there i was back in 2018 i was putting the final touches to the playlist and uh, i got a message from freddy asking if i knew a certain lady by the name of liz and um 
after denying everything at first, I, I, I said yes. Um, and it turned out that she was his better half and um, she recognised me. And it turned out not only did we share the same employer, but we also both lived in glorious East Devon. So I don't think even Charles Dickens can make a coincidence like that sticks. Um, Freddie and um, Liz have since moved to, to Sussex. I don't know if you're listening in this morning, but... Um, I hope you're having a lovely Sunday, and Freddie, thank you for the music. Harry J. All-Stars with their 1969 smash hit Liquidator, which means that the current Mrs. B is in the house. And as I mentioned earlier, she's in charge of this week's threesome. And boy, oh boy, has she gone for a big gun. Almost obscenely talented and one of the best-selling and most creative musicians and songwriters of all time, with worldwide sales estimated around 30 million as part of a duo, and between 100 to 125 million as a solo artist, he achieved 10 number ones and th- th- in the states and 13 number ones on the UK singles chart. He's won mu- he won numerous music awards, including two Grammys, three Brits. 12 Brit Billboard Music Awards and 4 MTV Video Awards. An intensely private and complex and much misunderstood individual, he came out as gay in 1998 and for the rest of his life he was an active LGBT rights campaigner and HIV AIDS charity fundraiser. His personal life, health and legal troubles made headlines following arrest in 1998 for public lewdness and boy didn't the gutter press just have a field day trying to knock him off his pedestal? Now, following his death at the ludicrously young age of 53 on Christmas Day 2016, various charities, including Childline, the Terence Higgins Trust and Macmillan Cancer Support, revealed that he had privately supported them for many years to the tune of several millions of pounds. He separately and anonymously donated thousands of pounds of IVF treatment for two women he'd seen on television talking about difficulties they were experiencing convincing. And perhaps most famously, he gave £5,000 as a tip to a student nurse who was working as a barmaid to pay off her debts. A genius? Undoubtedly. A flawed genius? With more than his share of personal demons? Certainly. But I, for one, would suggest with a higher moral compass and a bigger heart than those who sought to denigrate him. But I'll leave the final words to Elder John, who played tribute to his late friend on December 28, 2016, when he addressed the audience at a gig in Las Vegas. And he said, What a singer, what a songwriter, but more than anything else, as a human being, he was one of the kindest, sweetest, most generous people I've ever met. I think you know who I'm talking about.
wasn't the current Mrs Brown uh, George Michael there with Too Funky absolutely superb stuff a very, got, got to say good morning to a few people very good morning to um, Caroline's brother Richard, very good morning to Trevor very good uh, morning to my old mate John Shepherd. we're going to be listening for Madness now with a song about their uh, their town, their hometown and Mrs Brown's hometown God blimey governor no, no, no. Spreads and sparks 
with We Are London taken from their excellent 2009 album The Liberty of Norton Folgate before we go any further I just want to clarify that, that racket that you heard at the end of George Michael's Too Funky he actually stapled that onto the end of the song and it's uh, the voice of Tony Hancock's um, landlady um, in, the, in the radio um, show the, the Radio Ham so there we go and she's saying would you stop playing with that radio of yours I'm trying to get to sleep not the sort of thing you normally hear from Mrs. Brown. Now, next up, we're going to hear from the Sorrows, and uh, the, one of the lesser-known bands of the 60s, but a truly great band, formed in 1963 in Coventry, and uh, it's a really, really good band. This is their first hit from 1965. First you take a heart But before you do, you make it full for you. Then you give it back. Oh, you shouldn't do that. You see me walk that floor, just a thinking of you. You see me walk that floor, baby, right out of my shoes. Somebody help me, please Tell me what to do Just send an SOS You know how to distress Won't somebody please Take her place Will I find her there Searching everywhere Walk that floor 
just a thinking of you You see me walk in front, baby Right out of my shoes Somebody help me, please Tell me what to do Send me an SOS You know my heart's in distress There we are, the sorrows from 1965 with uh, Take a Heart. Reminds me a little bit of uh, Jim Morrison and the Doors there. Okay, I on my pad, I have a pad in front of me, and on the pad is written the word bog off. And uh, before you think I'm being rude, I'm referring to the fact that we... Next up is a cracking track from 2000 that was not only a duet for two excellent artists, uh, but which also appeared on their respective albums. So we're looking at a musical, buy one, get one free, if you like. Um, it, it's the mighty, in the mighty Robbie Williams case, it was the second single from his third studio album, Sing When You're Winning. And in the ever so lovely Kylie Minogue's case, it was the third single from a seventh studio album, Light Years. The track is called Kids, which is pretty apt, as it's been especially requested for Caroline by her daughter, Carly. I hope you both enjoy it.
be asking do I care for sodomy? I don't know, yeah, probably. I'll be looking for serial monogamy, not some bird that looks like Billy Connolly. But for now, I'm down with onophology. Grab your binoculars, come follow me. I like to drink it up, but never like to sink it. Uh-uh. I like to drink it up, but never like to sink it. Uh-uh. I like to drink it up, but never like to sink it. Uh-uh. Do you know, I cannot stand Robbie Williams. How can anybody be that talented? Here's David Bowie. David Bowie, long before he became Ziggy Stardust or the Thin White Duke, uh, 1966. They are a track produced by Tony Hatch. I do think wonderful stuff. I did forget to mention actually that um, the current Mrs. Brown and uh, 
appallingly talented Robbie Williams do share something in common, um, and that is the birthday day. Both their birthdays are on um, Tuesday. Robbie Williams turns 50, and Caroline's only a couple of years older than that. Um, let's hear from my favourite reggae artist, and I'm, I'm not talking about... Um, Bob Marley, although I think he's wonderful. Talk about the late, great John Holt, who was born in Kingston, Jamaica, on the 11th of July, 1947. By the age of 12, he was a regular entrant in talent contests, winning 28 of them, run at Jamaican theatres by a guy called Ver Johns, a journalist and radio personality, who helped to launch the careers of many musicians of the calibre of Desmond Decker, The Wailers, Boris Gardner... Laura Lake in The Great Scar Artist and, and, and Millie Small. Um, this is the almost painfully beautiful uh, Riding for Fall, which was written by Ed Townsend and uh, Ed Waller and released in the UK on the Jackpot label in 1972. This is just gorgeous.
you're riding for a fall. You're riding for a fall. There, I told you that was beautiful. Yeah, wonderful. John Holt riding for fall. Um, track up next that will um, mean a lot to, lots of the current Mrs. Brown. In 1981, Neil Tennant and Chris Lowe met in a hi-fi shop on Kings Road in Chelsea. Uh, Tennant had purchased a Korg MS-10 synthesizer, which sparked a conversation with Lowe, who must have been who, who was working in the shop at the time. And we can only guess at what a riveting conversation that must have been. Discovering that they had a mutual interest in dance and electronic music, they began to work together on some fresh material, and over 40 years later, ludicrous, isn't it? Pet Shop Boys have sold more than 100 million records worldwide and are listed as the most successful duo in UK music history by the Guinness Book of Records. Three-time Brit Award winners, six-time Grammy nominees. Since 1985, they have achieved 42 top 30 singles, 22 of them top 10 hits in UK singles charts, including four UK number ones. This is their first, with lyrics inspired partly by uh, T.S. Eliot's The The Wasteland, it reached number one in the UK on 5th of January 1968, sorry, 1986, and across the pond in the United States too. Okay. Shadows was 
excellent West End Girls Pet Shop boys. Um, back to George Michael, uh, uh, written as a melancholic, I suppose, tribute to his his late lover, um, Anselmo Felipa. Jesus to a Child was released in January 1996 as the first single from George Michael's third studio album, Older. It peaked at number one in Australia, Finland, Hungary, Ireland, Israel, Norway and Spain, and it was Michael's sixth UK number one and his third as a solo performer. It didn't do so well in the States, but I would suggest that's more a reflection upon American sensibilities than rather than the excellence of this gorgeous and very moving song.
What a voice. George Michael, Jesus to a child. There's a bit of a coda just to show you what, what sort of guy George Michael really was. Um, Esther Ransom, Dame Edna, Esther Ransom, founder of the charity Childline, uh, revealed that George Michael secretly donated all of the singles royalties to the charity. She said George helped us to reach out to hundreds of thousands of children through his generosity. And she said she met him a couple of times and he approached them rather than going to him and he said it was an intensely intensely personal gift and he didn't want to let it be known or be part of his image what a great man um here's our next lesser known british band the greatest decade for rock and pop music um you all know the four seasons begging um undoubtedly one of the great northern soul tracks of all time but i think this cover version is even better than the original have a listen to this uh, this is a band called time box put your love 
marvellous stuff. Time box there with begging. Uh, time box all the way from Southport in Lancashire. Um, very underrated Mike Pato. Uh, he was the uh, late the Bow Street runners on vocals and the very, very talented Ollie Halsall on both vibraphone and lead guitar. Halsall would go on to provide the voice of Paul McCartney or Dirk McQuickley in ex-Bonzo Dog Doodah Band frontman Neil Innes's The, the Ruttles. Uh, you can't play London tracks without having Blur. Of course you can't. And... Uh, we're going to have a number from uh, their third album, Park Life, which after the um, second album, Modern Life is Rubbish, it didn't get very good reviews. Um, a bit unfair because it wasn't that bad. Uh, Park Life was a real, real return to form. Um, it was helped by four hit singles, Girls and Boys, End of a Century, Park Life itself, of course, and, and to the end. Upon release, it debuted at number one on the UK's album chart and stayed there for 90 weeks. Not number one in the charts. Certified four times platinum in the UK. Sold over five million copies worldwide. This is the 10th track. As I say, it's about London.
There you go, Blur. Clever, clever, clever boys. Absolutely love them. Well, 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 a very good morning to my sister, Becky. Hello, thank you so much for joining. Lovely to see your name come up on, on the list. Absolutely brilliant. Hope you're enjoying the show. Hope you're having a, a, um, a great, great Sunday. Love to Will, and you're doing well, my son. Great stuff. From one London band to another, and this is from my very good friend, uh, Sandy Hughes. A uh, very good morning to Catherine and Sandy. I uh, hope you're well. Look forward to hopefully seeing you later. Uh, Another London bad, this time it's The Who. Um, Sandy's favourite Who track, You Better You Bet. Last single to hit the top 10 UK and it peaked at number 9 in 1981. Written by Pete Townsend as a love song for his girlfriend. Uh, He said he wanted to be a good song because the girl I wrote it for is one of the best people on the planet. And with typical self-effacement, he also claimed it's a pop song really. It's just a pop song. Roger Dolch's view, on the other hand, is that it's a wonderful, wonderful song. The way the vocal bounces, and it always reminds me of Elvis. It's one of my favourite songs of all. Well, you know what? It's one of Sandy's as well, and I'm not going to argue with him. Yeah. 
Marvellous, the hood. Cool. Wow. Doesn't that one rock certainly blow the cobwebs out? Which is pretty apt, is that because our lovely friend Debbie has got in touch and she's listening while she's doing the housework. She says she's dancing with the broom, which is a. Uh, I know Steve's on the uh, lovely on the lovely slim side, uh, Debs, but that's, that, that's going a bit far. Hope you're enjoying it. We're going to take the the tone down a little bit. We're going to go back to uh, 1966 and a song that was written in um, 1965 by um, Italians uh, Pino Donaggio and Vito Pallavicini, uh, and it's called Lo che non vivo senza te, and apologies for my appalling Italian there. And this just happens to be one of the current Mrs B's favourites and also part of her vast karaoke repertoire. Um, when Donaggio and American vocalist uh, Jody Miller performed this live at the 1965 San Remo Music Festival, in the audience just happened to be one Dusty Springfield, who was also appearing at the festival. Now Dusty, despite having no understanding of the lyrics, was moved to tears, hardly surprisingly. Um, the song firmly lodged in her brain, and she waited a year to go by before she recorded her version. Now the story goes that she was so unhappy with the acoustics in the recording booth at the Phillips Studio in London near Marble Arch, um, she eventually moved onto the stairwell to record it, and she wasn't satisfied with um, her version uh, until she'd recorded 47 takes. So here's Dusty with take 47 of her version of Lo Que Non Vivo Senza Te. That's a bit better. I think you'll find the effort was worth it. Uh, Dusty's not mine. And I also think you know the track by another name.
so powerful, isn't it? Oh, Jesus. Um, Dusty Springfield, you don't have to say you love me. So, oh, lost for words. And that's, that's unusual. Um, time for the jazz one. And uh, this week it's for Catherine, uh, long-suffering spouse of our aforementioned friend Sandy and a really good friend of uh, Mrs. B's and mine, Virtuoso uh, Canadian Oscar Emmanuel Peterson is rightly regarded as one of the greatest, arguably the greatest jazz pianist of all time. He's released more than 200 recordings. He's won eight Grammys, as well as a Lifetime Achievement Reward um, Award from the Recording Academy. He's received more awards than a Russian general has on his chest. He's just incredible. Um, he's played with absolutely anyone who was anyone in the jazz world. I'm not going to give you a list because we'd be here until next Sunday. And he's also given thousands of concerts worldwide in a career lasting, or gave a career lasting more than 60 years. Uh, he was called the Maharaja of the Keyboard by Duke Ellington, simply OP by his friends, and informally in the jazz community as the King of Inside Swing on account of his dexterity at the piano and his ability to change tempo at any given moment. He was capable of filling vast concert halls as a solo artist, was equally comfortable playing in big bands and smaller jazz combos, but it's for his work... I think, leading a number of trios that is probably most famous. And of these, I certainly remember him best for the recordings he made between 1959 and 1965 with bassist Ray Brown and uh, drummer Ed Thigpen. We're going to hear from the trio with a track taken from their 1963 album Night Train, released on the greatest, arguably the greatest jazz label of the all, Verve Records, this is the ever so cool I Got It Bad and It Ain't Good, written by the ever so cool Edward Kennedy Ellington. Yep, the Duke. Thank you. 
Absolute class, class plastered across it. The Oscar Peterson um, trio with Duke Ellington's I've Got It Bad and That Ain't Good. Uh, Time for a London track. Yeah. 
There's your kinks there with Waterloo Sunset there, number two hit from 1967. And I think that um, if there's such a thing as a perfect song, that would be one of them. And as the great Vivian Stanchel from the Bonzo said, uh, as English as tuppence, it's widely believed that the characters Terry and Julie were inspired by the romance between two British celebrities of the time, uh, actors Terence Stamp, uh, and Julie Christie, and what a gorgeous couple they were. Ray Davis, however, though, has did regularly denied this, saying um, variously that Julie was based on his sister, and that, or or Terry was based on his nephew. You can make your own minds up. Personally, I'm going to go with the rumour. It's nice and romantic, isn't it? Uh, let's have something a little more obscure, or should I say, quite, not quite so well known. Well known. The Poets uh, were a Scottish blues psychedelic pop band managed and produced by Andrew Luke Oldham, he of the Rolling Stones fame. They, they were famous for sporting Edwardian-style dress, not dissimilar to the way the early kinks dressed, uh, matching velvet jackets, ruffled shirts, tight pants and beetle boots, and I think that's precisely what I'll be wearing when I go to the pub lunchtime. Um, as, they were, <laughs> as they were from north of the border, this look was interpreted as being um, based on the poet Rabbi Burns' appearance in paintings of the time. Uh, this is their fifth single, The Wheat Pistis. Hey baby, please don't do it oh, Don't do it, babe Don't you break my heart Hey baby, please don't do it hey, Don't you break my heart Hey baby, please don't do it now hey, Don't you break my heart Yeah, I'm sorry Yeah. 
marvellous baby don't you do it the poet's cruelly little known band from the 60s um our final george michael track this morning uh, it was written in january 1985 it was written on an airplane bound for china where wham were going to perform as part of their massive four-month six nation big tour it was called it's a lovely cool jazzy number and even at this early stage in michael's stellar career we can see the personal demons that would haunt him for much of his life because kissing a fool deals with george's insecurities as a soulmate and a partner because of the baggage and reputation with you know which we just carrying with him came with a man um however like mo- so many other songs he's writing at the time it couldn't be used for wham because of the effect it would have on the duo's image which is all well, that sunshine poppy whoppy image wasn't it um so it's held back for his solo career being released as a single on the 21st of november 1988 as the final track on his debut album grammy award-winning platinum certified 1987 album faith This is Kissing a Fool.
Ladies and gentlemen, the late, great George Michael. Good morning, William. My son Wills and his lovely lady Beth have got in touch just to wish Caroline the very happiest of birthdays. Uh, Wills, thank and Beth, thank you for that. Uh, Wills is off carting today. Um, I don't mean he's going somewhere to carry things around. He's off somewhere uh, to race around a track. Um, top spot today, mate, please. That'd be nice. Thank you. Um, we're going to have a track from my favourite mod artist, Clive Powell. Uh, who he, I hear you ask. Well, it's Georgie Fame, dears. The only artist to hit three number ones on the UK charts with his only top 10 entries this is a really nice track called peaceful written by kenny rankin it's a it's almost like an archetypal latter half of the 60s big band arrangement really good
What a great song for a Sunday morning. Georgie fame with Peaceful. Um, Going to play a track now from a guy I found out about after I'd finished my previous stint on Sid Valley Radio. Um, Benjamin William Lattimore, uh, born in September 1939 in Charleston, Tennessee. Uh, known professionally just as Lattimore. Hall of Fame inducted blues and R&B singer, song and songwriter and pianist. And, you know, like so many other great song and blues artists, and we're talking about Aretha Franklin, Whitney Houston, Dinah Ross, Tina Turner, Otis and Marvin Gaye. Uh, Lattimore began his career singing in part of his local Baptist church choir. This is called I Get Lifted, uh, written by Harry Wayne Casey, otherwise uh, of Casey and the Sunshine Band fame, and Rick Finch, and first released by George McRae in July 1974. It appeared on Lattimore's 1976 album, It Ain't Where You've Been, It's Where You're Going and was subsequently uh, released as a single in May 1977. Superb track, Lattimore, I Get Lifted. Ha 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 
was it Lattimore and I get lifted time is moving on there's a couple more tracks I want to cram in before it's time for me to go um I don't really need to introduce this next one I guarantee you'll name that tune in two
no prizes for guessing who that was arguably <clears throat> excuse me the most famous guitar riff in rock history uh, first released as a single in the states in june 1965 and in august the same year in the uk mick and keith's satisfaction gave the rolling stones their first number one in the states in the uk the song initially was played only on pirate radio stations because the lyrics were considered a little too suggestive and I thought that middle, middle America was t- uptight. Anyway, fortunately, it soon got the wider airplay it deserved and became the Rolling Stones' fourth UK number one, uh, replacing Sonny and Cher's I Got You, Babe, and um, before being toppled by the Walker Brothers' Make It Easier on Yourself in, on the 25th of September. Um, as a nice little time capsule for you. Uh, one of my favourite bands of recent years... Uh, with uh, London-based New Street Adventure. I use the past tense because, sadly, after two brilliant albums, they played the final gig in January 2017 and then and then sadly split up. Now, their their leader, um, vocalist, uh, the appallingly talented Nick Corbin, um, went uh, was forging his own solo career. But joy of joys, uh, news has come out in the last couple of weeks that New Street Adventure are going to be reforming to um, play gigs, go out on the road. So I really hope we'll be having more um, stuff from them because they're so good. This is uh, Foolish Once More, written by Nick Corbin and taken from their 2016 debut album, No Hard Feelings, and it is a thing of rare beauty. Should have just tipped our toes in the water. I was edging, but you carried on submerging. And even though it was never meant, this was no non-event. And I don't want you gone away, but to my dismay. It's approaching, still we carry on encroaching And just because it's what I've done before It don't mean I'm hungry for more Still I can't be expected to make a decision I'm constantly acting a fool Confused as the very first day But that's not to say I'll stop anytime soon I guess I could try pretending But have you ever noticed the way that she's got me smiling? I can't wait to be foolish once more Still we carry on ad living And every time you say you're eager to It just makes me weaker for you That said I can't be expected 
to make up my mind when you're constantly acting a fool. Confused as the very first day, but that's not to say I'll stop anytime soon. There's no point in pretending. Have you ever noticed the way that you've got me smiling? I can't wait to be. Once more, foolish once more. So please don't walk away, walk away, walk away. 'Cause I'll be reeling if you, reeling if you leave. Well, people, there's that nicely, awfully nice trap mill tour, mate, which sadly can only mean that another two hours have flown by just as I was beginning to warm up and enjoy myself. Thank you so much, everyone, get in touch this morning. Thank you for your company. I hope you enjoyed Mrs. B's birthday bash and all the other jollies as much as I did. And if you did, please spread the good word and tell your friends, family, neighbours, colleagues, and that very nice lady on the till at your local supermarket about our little secret. And let's really get Sid Valley Radio on the map. Come on! This East End boy is now off home to his West End girl, but I'll be next back next Sunday, a little older but almost certainly no wiser with a whole new load of sensational sounds brought up from the vast vaults at Brown Towers. Until then, have a super Sunday, a wonderful week, a very happy Valentine's Day to all, and above all else, keep that faith. Back to you, Mel. I'm coming home, birthday baby. Back now, no more. All alone. I'm pressing on, baby, now. And pacing up and down the floor. Oh, hear me holler and hear me roll. Say you'll be with me. Gonna be with you evermore. I'm coming home. I'm coming home, baby, now. Oh, baby, say you're coming home. That's what I say. I say I'm coming home. Something's wrong. 